0: Welcome to The Table, where three women of three generations are navigating together how to pursue God as Father, Jesus as Lord, and Spirit as Shepherd through every stage of life. It doesn't always look pretty, and it's never perfect, but we're always aiming to sharpen each other as iron on iron. So sister, pull up a chair, settle in, and get ready to grow with us in today's episode of... The Iron Women. Hey sisters, welcome back to the Iron Woman Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We just came off an episode of discussing time management and boundaries, and funny enough, we went a little longer than we planned, (laughs) didn't manage our time very efficiently, and we ended up having to carry over our topic of communication into today's episode. So today we are gonna be discussing communication, and before we do that, we're gonna jump into our connection card question, which this is a pretty straightforward one. Um, would you rather get to stay up really late or sleep in really late? So basically, are you a night owl or an early bird type of gal?
1: I am so polar bear. Like, let me just have all the morning. Like, oh my goodness. If I could sleep until like 10, 11 o'clock every day, I would. Funny story, my mother-in-law used to pray for me <laughs> that I would become a morning person. She's like, how is she going to take care of my grandbabies? And oh, she my like, oh You teach them to sleep in late. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yes, just like we currently do.
0: So do you not only... Sleep in. You like to sleep in, but are you also the staying up late so you sleep in longer, or can you go to bed at normal time and sleep that long? Oh, I can. This
1: is like this is a gift. I can (laughs) go to bed at like nine and sleep until ten, if you let me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do. I I can't. I can stay up late too, but that's not my. No, I just really don't like mornings. (laughs) Yeah. Like yeah, Yeah. I just don't like mornings. I'm not a morning person. I've all, I've already given up morning devotion time. I fall asleep. Like I will fall asleep. <laughs> I'm an afternoon devotion girl. That yeah. is when I
2: like spend time with
1: Jesus. Yeah,
2: I think it just depends on the season. You know, when I taught school, it was five o'clock. Get up. Be at <sighs> school by seven, seven ten, and and by eight o'clock at night, you know, you're going to bed. Um, so that, that was, so, that sounds like a form of torture to me. It, it, and it, <laughs> it, it did. It started really feeling like torture. I, I found that I never liked really getting up early. Yeah. Um. And as I've gotten older, I I think I do best by going to bed around 10, 11. Yep. And then waking up, you know, somewhere around seven and, um, yeah, like, do I like to stay in the bed a little bit longer? Yeah, not much past eight. Mm. I don't know if I start feeling guilty. Um, I don't know what it is. Oh, but, I've given up the guilt. Yeah, i given up
0: the don't, guilt. Don't you have a thing that you said recently that it was when daddy gets up before you and starts doing things, you feel like... Like, oh, I need to get up and start doing things. Or is it the other way around? It's the other way around. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't
2: feel like I got to get up when he gets up. And Daddy he...
0: feels guilty when mom yes. gets up oh, yeah. and starts doing stuff like, oh, yeah I need to be productive too. Yeah. <laughs> because like Thursday
2: night, he doesn't come in until sometimes, you know, two and three in the morning. And, you know, Friday is supposed to be his day off. So I'll get up like around my seven-ish. Well, for him to get up at seven is like, yeah. he just went to bed. And so, um, so yeah, so I'll try to sneak out with Harley and close the door. And I know like, and I just, I just finally told him like, Jeff, it's okay. Sleep in. We don't care. I'm not judging you, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I do like to stay up if I've got some people that are entertaining. Yeah. 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 But if nothing there is entertaining me, like I'm an extrovert. So being around people keeps me going. Um, but if it's just me, like You know, if it's a movie we're trying to start at like 9.30. No. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. I'm done. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. just whatever.
0: I am. I definitely... I used to be the person that like in middle school and high school wanted to stay up super late, like at sleepovers, whatever. I would love to, like wait until like 2 and 3 a.m. And just <laughs> talking and doing all that, you know, teenage stuff. we um, Or at camp where you stay up way later and you mm. make that mistake. And you got to get up and early. And then you got to get the, the trumpet sound <laughs> over the speakers at 7 a.m. You're like, why did we do this to ourselves? Um, but yeah, I had, I I have a, dis- distinction of when I switched and I this is random, but <laughs> I, remember I remember when she switched <laughs> my my um senior year of high school in the youth group I was in had one of those all nighter things where like you literally all stay mm-hmm. yeah, in the yeah. building overnight. Yeah and you stay up all night and the mm-hmm. goal is like see so you can last the longest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a physical negative reaction to that afterwards because we all stayed up overnight and you eat junk like you all eat a bag of doritos by yourself like you you eat disgusting like energy drinks Mm. and then the following morning (laughs) i remember my parents picking me up at like 9 a.m on that saturday because it was on a friday night yeah and i felt nauseous the whole saturday like my Mm -hmm. body had such an adverse reaction to not going to sleep the previous night yeah And i couldn't sleep all that saturday because i was so nauseous and ever since then that did something to my brain where i associated staying up late with with (laughs) that feeling and i was like i'm scared of that happening again but also i've just gradually through college kind of became a granny yeah, because like <laughs> I love taking my vitamins, my supplements. I love going to bed. My goal would be to always go to bed at like 930 and to be asleep by 10. My goal is get between 9 and 10 hours of sleep a night. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm with you. So and I usually get up around 745 uh, in the morning. So like for work. So I would way rather go to bed early. I, I hate mornings, though. That's the thing. I'm kind of like you where like, I would love to sleep in till like 9, 10, 11, like on mm-hmm. a Saturday. But I've also gotten to the point, and I get this from my mom, I think, with her, like, she has neck stuff. If she lays in a position weird or too yeah, long, her neck will hurt. Lay there. Every time now, in the last couple of years, it's like, if I sleep in without Your an alarm, I wake dist- up with an immediate headache.
2: Yeah. Y'all what need to go that? to my chiropractor. She's got the Jesus hands. Well, Seriously. Something
0: I've noticed, is that I cannot sleep in anymore. I cannot naturally just let my body wake up. I have to have an alarm or I wake up with a headache. Okay. That's so, so
1: funny that you mentioned that because I literally, so lately I, I get up out of bed probably about eight 30. Like that's during the summer. My kids are more about yeah. all the same right now. But if I stay in bed, like even if I'm not sleeping, if I just stay in bed for much longer than that, I do. I, I start getting neck pain, yeah. my shoulders
0: yeah. hurt. I get a headache and stuff. that's so funny that I you just mentioned that, that because- Was yours ever related to- Yours is just. Because Mine was you're all
2: structural. Up. Yeah, I was messed you
0: up. You can sleep in, <laughs> and it's not necessarily related to that.
2: Yes, if I have no okay. pain. You know, and, you know, you your, pain, bear it. your pain,
0: your pain kind of starts previous to the sleeping. Yeah. And well,
2: and then, you know, I have to take something for my help. pain yeah, at right. night. Yeah. And, you know, I take a muscle relaxer, half a muscle relaxer every yeah. night. So that, that
0: brings you sleep. out. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I have to kind of, yeah, I, lo- I love the idea of yeah. getting up at five in the morning <laughs> and wanting to. <laughs> Like those women that like to do oh, it, yeah, they, no. they yeah. wake up and it's five o'clock and they have their time with the Lord in the, in the, what is it? Dusk?
0: No, dusk is dawn? it? Dawn. Dawn. Thank you. Dawn, yep. In the <laughs> dawn
2: of the morning and the coffee's so good and the, co- yeah. and, and, and I'm like, I want to be that way, but <laughs> I'm not. I'm
0: never that person on the beach vacations where people are like, one of the mornings, let's go out and get, catch hey, the, and the, sunrise. the sunrise. And I'm like, I try. No. Oh, y'all have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all have fun. I'll look at the pictures. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like feel like I haven't
1: missed out on anything.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'll catch the Facebook post. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And feel just (laughs) as gratified. Yeah. Okay. Well now that we all know that about each other, we're going to talk today about communication and leadership. We're gonna start with communication. First, just want to throw out because um, we have a few different bullet points under this. Mm-hmm. What are, just to get the conversation rolling, what are like some of the greatest challenges that you face in effective communication? And this can be in just personal relationships or in positions of leadership. Um, just w- w- what is hard in like, especially in our society? Mm-hmm. I know we're going to touch on, you know, over technology. We really got to like watch some certain things communicating over technology, but mm-hmm. like, What are just some challenges that y'all face in communicating effectively nowadays? I would say
1: different communication styles, you know, like just every single person communicates differently. And um, like, I know, I know for me, one of the things that I've had to learn is to ask the right questions in conversations. Um, like for me, context and why is really important, Mm, you know, especially when it's like task driven and everything else. And so, and, and I've learned that not a whole lot of people give you the context and the why. And so if that's important to me, I need to make sure that I'm, that I'm getting what's important to me by asking the questions and, and like pulling out the context and the why's and stuff like
2: that. So I would, I would probably say that. Yeah. Well, my whole life is communication and, um, sometimes it gets tired of communicating, mm, right? <laughs> um, the position I'm in, I, I am always going toward that person and, you know, getting, you know, them to communicate with me so I can help or do whatever, or I'm trying to teach something. I think the greatest challenge I find now is everyone has, oh, I know there, nobody's going to hate me on this. <laughs> Oh, everyone has, oh, well, this is my learning style. And um, I have this ADD and I'm on this and I can only listen to an hour if I'm standing on my head eating <laughs> Twizzlers and I'm just like... Okay, you know, we live in such a time period where everyone has these parameters and their needs. And I'm just like, you know, we were talking about I'm I'm fixing to go to Uganda. And the pastor's wife there says, Listen, these women will listen to you eight hours straight, Mm. at least. And I'm like, and that's why I'm going, you know, (laughs) Uh, you know, you know, trying to get anyone to listen to something for over 35 minutes. And, and so it's just the battle of people like allowing themselves to receive good communication, to be in good conversations. My thing is I hate small talk. Oh, me too. And, you know, like I struggle with just... You know, being in a, let's all go to a baby shower or let's yeah. go to this party. Oh,
0: my word. Showers. I hate them. I know. <laughs> and, okay. who, who likes or corporate that? corporate Christmas uh, parties. I don't know. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's just like, oh, you know, so, but I know not everyone wants to go deep and intense all the time, but I struggle with shallow because it's hard for me to stay focused yeah. on shallow stuff.
1: Yeah. I don't
2: know. To me, it's shallow. Ugh,
1: so. Me too. I'm the most awkward, shallow person. Like I'm just awkward. Yeah.
0: That's yeah, you can get-
2: make my biggest foot in mouth. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You I get know. to
0: that point, like two to three questions in where it just becomes obvious to both parties standing there where it's <laughs> (laughs) like, all right, let's walk away. Like I've asked you, you know, how's your day? How's your week been? Yeah. How's your spouse, the kids?
2: Yeah. Did you see the shade of the sun today? Yeah. (laughs) Like,
0: cool. All right. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's, and and it's hard because you try to be gracious and stuff. Um, you know, one of, you know, I struggle listening to people's health issues over Mm. and over again for a long, you know, like in a ministry, you know, that For some reason, health issues is a big thing with people. And, you know, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just, it's just hard for me. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's different
1: giftings too, you know? Yes. If somebody has the gift of mercy, mm-hmm. God bless you, dear. Yes. We need more of it. But yes. you know, like maybe that person would be a better receiver of yeah. all of yeah. the issues yeah now that's
0: a good point because that does fuel like what we feel you know pulled towards in conversation yes. like I know we're a lot of prophecy here, yes, yes, and yep. gifting. But the mercy and you know some of those other ones is
2: not as big here. It-
0: <laughs> no. We have none of that we're at the table. So sorry, we are not merciful. Uh, and um, see, we
2: can't get one someone to do that here because they're not a talker. Yeah, um, They right. would sit in a microphone. They'll, just listen. And, they'll, they'll listen just listen. They'll yes. listen to us and smile and absorb. So yeah. We're
0: sorry, you mercy people. <laughs> <laughs> no, we value y'all mercy giver people. Yes. Um, yes, yes. Keep listening to us (laughs) keep listening to us so we have a a place in society no no that's a good point um i wanted to ask because i even framed the initial question was assuming that there is effective communication and non-effective communication so let's talk Mm -hmm. about how do we even measure what is and is not effective communication how can we measure can we
2: I, I have a I have a way of measuring it for myself because so much of what I do is communication mm-hmm. and evaluating situations. If, if when I walk away, we feel like we made a connection. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why it's hard for me because I can go to an event mm-hmm. and have 20 different shallow conversations mm-hmm. and I walk away. I even remember this, like, you know, when I first started going um, to family events Yeah. And it would say, like, we'll talk about the football and what's going on. And I would like to come with these questions. Okay, so what does each person
0: mean the most to you? And and what? And (laughs) I did. I got mocked. I I got got mocked. She really did. Like at Thanksgiving, that whole thing. That's all. She had this book one time at a Thanksgiving when I was in elementary school. She brought this book to the family Thanksgiving, and everyone at the table had to go around and write down in the book like uh, things they were thankful for and like real substantial things, not just like the food we ate. Right. Yeah. And everyone was like, are you kidding me? But in the end, actually, if you push through the awkwardness and that little bristle moment of not wanting to go deep, it actually, I I think I remember that it actually helped conversation other than the football on the TV kind of spur up. Yeah.
1: I swear we're the same person. Yeah. like I'm To me, it's just
0: not even
2: worth it. Like, why do we just do these things to say we've done them? I know. And I, I, I do have a biblical base for that stuff. Yeah. Because Jesus, would use a scenario or a topic, but then he went deep. He was like, if I'm going to have a moment with this person, then I'm going to, yeah. Yes. But
1: are are you ever accused of being like too spiritual or like too oh. over the top? Oh, or you're oh just, all the time. Like, I, yeah. I, 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 have, I know when I get people this. have cut me off. Yes. I get yeah. those comments all the time. Like, come on, Lauren. I know. You're, just, you're doing it again. You're just, yeah. you're going too over the top and you're just, you're taking it too far. I'm like, aren't we supposed to? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I've been literally told
0: by more than one friend in my life. I've always been someone that had very, like I had a small group of friends. Like me too. Like girlfriends. Yeah. I just didn't need a lot because I go so deep with friends. I can only do like two or three back. Like that's a lot to me. But then there's like some people that love to have like seven to 10 and they Mm. do everything together. Um, But I've had more than one of my close friends through different stages of my life literally tell me well, Erica, you're not not—you're not really the friend we call when we want to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> no joke, they said that to my face. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, you're just the friend when like we need to talk or like something's mm. going wrong. Yeah. yeah. We need to work through you're the something. You're yeah. the I'm the counselor friend. Yeah. I'm the mom yeah. friend. I'm not the, let's go see a movie and go to dinner and yeah. blah, 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 have a good time and laugh. Yeah, I've literally been told that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, um, and you know, I may reveal too much, but Jeff and I, over the years of ministry, one thing that we have found, and you know, it, we know it's part of what we do, but it, just to be, you know, I mean honest, it, it gets hurtful at times. Mm. We have realized that conversation after conversation, week after week, month after month, and even year after year, very, very few people have ever asked the questions of us. Mm. And we realized that when we were in a a certain stage of ministry, that this was going to be a thing that all we did was if we took people out to dinner, if we had them to the house, if we did anything, it was always going to be us asking the questions of them and finding out about them. Mm. And then we walk away and... Like they know, like we've had, we've had things at tables and stuff where, okay, so how did you meet and what's your story? Yeah. And then there would be this obvious time when you would turn around and ask the same thing. Yes. And it never happens. Yeah. And so, um, so we've noticed that we've realized, so I've, I've tried to be purposeful about having a couple people in my life because just quite honestly, sometimes I just need for some people to say, well, Deanna, how are you doing with this? Yeah. And I think when you're in a ministry leadership position of any, mm. um, it's even like bosses of companies. Good, you know, bosses that will go around and say, "How's your, how's the workload doing? How is this? How's your family?" Well, very rarely does the employee because the employee is automatically like, well, they got all the money and they can do whatever. And they just, talk. but just going to the boss and saying, well, how's your workload? Mm. What can I do for you today? Yeah. And so um, I think communication has gotten to where, like, if we're not talking about me, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about anything.
0: Mm. You know, and, and, and for someone that like y'all both, I mean, I think we all three agree. Like we said, we struggle with the small talk just because yes. we so badly desire to get to the, the deep, the substantial right. content. It, something that if you struggle to have those conversations where someone wants to take you deep and you kind of embrace the small talk stuff, Mm -hmm. an easy way to just keep conversation going is to literally do what she just said. Repeat back what the person just asked you Mm -hmm. and genuinely listen for their answer. Don't just, and I know it it takes practice. Mm -hmm. Don't just be like, okay, I'm thinking of my next question while they're talking. (laughs) Without like... You can find little places in someone's story about how their week is going. Mm-hmm. When they mention like, oh, I had a project, you know, Monday through Wednesday, or like all oh, the kids, soccer game. So how did the game go? Did you know? Did they win, mm-hmm. lose? How, yeah. how did they play? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep asking and digging deeper in the small talk. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. creates deeper conversation and opens doors. That's just a little yeah. practical yeah. for people who maybe are afraid of going past small talk. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: I need to grow in this for sure. I've got some summer reading list books that um are going to help me with this hopefully.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's shocking because my husband who actually, you know, and he knows what to say it all the time, but he we know he's comes from an introvert more perspective, mm-hmm. but he has become so good at small talk with mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Well, because he'll be like if they say they built something, he'll ask all the questions yeah. about the size of the thing and 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 I'm just like Oh. And he actually cares for he, some yeah, reason. Yeah, like yeah, does. Does. I, don't, I don't care. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. But he does. <laughs> yeah. And so like the, even, but he's, he, I remember when he made it a point to be able to have conversation without being so scared to have a conversation with people. Yeah. Um, so he's better at the small talk. So when we go into environments now. You know, I'll say, okay, Jeff, you cover this because I just, you know, and like, and then if we know we're, we're bringing someone in where we know we have to get to a place, mm-hmm. I'll say, okay, this, you know, how I turn things. Yep. So don't push, don't keep going deep in the shallow <laughs> when I'm trying to go to turn it, you know, yeah. go to just start the deep aspect. Yeah, yeah, And so, um, yeah, so you have to think about communication. Mm-hmm. You have to think about it in order to do it well.
0: Yeah. I know that Lauren mentioned uh, something something specifically that she thought of when we were prepping for the episode. So I wanted to ask, like, what are, like, some major, like, don'ts? Yeah. Like, I've learned about me. Mm Mm-hmm. I cannot communicate effectively when I'm in this type of space or when someone else isn't like, what's a major red flag? Like, Oh, I need to evaluate here how to communicate with this person.
1: Yeah. So there's, um, a lot of times where I will have anxiety about certain situations or certain conversation topics or whatever. Um, and you know, you can like feel it in your body. Like something just like switches on, there becomes like, like a pit in your stomach or whatever, you know, especially like conflict or, you know, where it's going to be a tough, Conversation. And basically, like I learned this through therapy, but my therapist made me promise that I wouldn't engage. When I was activated. so when that feeling comes, there's different things that you can do to like make the feeling kind of like subside and like get back into like a level headspace and everything else. But what I found was anytime that I engaged when I was angry and like or when I like felt the feeling like activate in my body, it would go to anger really yeah, quickly. yeah, or I would just like things like i I didn't have ears to hear and things would just like, um, they would make me become aggravated or I would be offensive or, you know, and so the conversation, m- m- this is mostly with like my husband, you know, um, but, or, or my mom, <laughs> love you, mom.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, like people that you like feel close to and, and, you know, you can let your guards down, but anyways, um, and so once I kind of made the decision to like not engage when I was activated, I f- saw like fruit. Like yeah. now all of a sudden I'm not having as many like arguments. I'm not exploding as much. I'm not because I'm giving myself the time to like chill out, to just take a step back, to take a deep breath, to let the blood come back into my brain Mm. and be able to like have a conversation without raising my tone, without sound sounding like cutting in my like in my words, you know, and so that has that has helped a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Mm. We should have my husband yeah. on and he can talk about
2: that. <laughs> well, you know, even just um, there's a lot of counseling techniques out there on communication. Mm-hmm. My one problem with that is I know when I'm someone's using counseling techniques on me. Mm. And it almost gets to the point where the counseling technique is no different than, okay, so what do you, this? And then what they're sitting there like, uh, as you answer, because it's just, yes, let's, let's do the counseling technique here. So Jeff and I went through this um, intense counseling thing for some marriage stuff. And most of it was really good. Mm-hmm. The only thing is they never just, they never address like a real problem. Yeah. And so to me it was a little frustrating. Mm. And the only thing they said to that, well, what you know, you may want to put some more thought into that and and I'm like, okay, that's what I wanted to do with y'all. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's why I'm here. Yeah. I know the counseling <laughs> techniques, yeah. you know. I've read enough books on those things, you know, for the basic. But sometimes I just feel like I'm being what would the word be? Um um not manipulated. Yeah. But uh, you know, you're using technique on me.
1: Yeah. It's a little bit, I, cause I can get the same way. Like it just, it's almost like, um, the other person's coming off a little pretentious. I feel like, like looking yes. down, like, let me just bring you to my level. Yeah. Oh gosh. Nothing grates my like. Yeah,
2: oh. <laughs> I know. And, and so, yeah, I don't know if that's like a factor that's pulling in. And so because I sit on the other side of so many women, yeah, I don't do that with them. Yeah. I just don't. I really just like, I, I just try to really listen and, and even just say, okay, I, I think that's a problem. That problem needs some tending to, Yeah, you know, even if they come to me on marriage situations or familial situations, I'm just like, okay, this isn't just you not communicating well. Yeah. There is a problem here. Yeah. And whether you can do something about that other person. Yes, I know. Stay in your yard. stay. But I I don't know. I don't like to feel like I'm being handled. That's the word. Yeah. Handled. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would say, well, and I will say too, like with my little rule, like don't engage when activated, it is a very personal, I don't, I don't tell other people to, you know what I mean? Like, this is a rule that has helped me. This is, this is, made a difference in, in my own life, you know, but I will say too, one of the other things, like on the other end of that is I can't just ignore it. Like sometimes that feeling will never quite go away and the issue still needs addressed. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's a balance, you know, it's not like, it's a rule that I gen generally follow, but like, I also can't just let things go unsaid. So, and yeah. like I said, this is mostly like a, a marriage like thing with my husband and I and stuff or my kids, you know, like yeah. a fam- familial, but I always like ask him like for, for my husband, I say, okay, can you just give me a little bit of time? I promise we will come back to this. Like, let's maybe let the weekend pass because, or, you know, like maybe there's a stressful thing that we're doing over the weekend or something. Can we just come back to this on Monday? Can you just give me a little bit of time to just deescalate a little bit and then come back to it? And and you do have to come back to it. Like that's like one of the... Cause the other person might have issue with you Mm -hmm. not wanting to talk about it in that moment. Like, well, we just, we need to peace keep right now and we need this to go away and we need to, you know, and that's like a different communication style and maybe they don't get as activated or whatever.
0: And so you do have to give them that, you know, I I just watched, um, a video and I actually sent it to my husband. I said, this helped me understand what I do wrong (laughs) on Instagram. (laughs) It was this little like two minute video of, of a, of a teacher, actually, a, a. Pastor um, of a church that I don't go to, somewhere random on the internet. And his little clip was about it was him and his wife teaching on like communication, whatever. And I. It, it's not rare for me to be accused of using words like always and never <laughs> and big generic, you know, assumptive words yeah. like that. Sweeping. <laughs> that, yes. Mark, Mark calls me on this a lot. So, and this video, like, just quickly addressed, like, when you use the words, and I had never heard someone explain it like this before. Because when I'm in the mood, uh, when I'm in the moment and I'm like, you know, Having a tiff with someone. I'm yeah. like, yeah, well, always or never, or like you always do this or you never do this. When you use words like you always and you never, he said, you're actually attacking the person's character. Mm. Rather than the problem, like the yeah. thing you actually have a problem with. So you actually, do you have a problem with them and their character? Because when you say you always do this or you never do this, mm-hmm. like we talked about, you are now letting that person know what you think of them as a human being. Yeah. And you're degrading them rather than, or it could be like Adjusting a situation at work. Like, you know, I'm always working on this and, or this, this person never picks up their part of the project. I'm always having to, to do overtime. L- always. I'm always told that I use those words, you know, normally they're not accurate to say always and never. Uh, but it's, you're attacking people's character rather than saying, you know, I, I feel that, you know, I feel a lot of the time, you know, blah, 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 blah. When you do
1: this, it makes me feel this.
0: Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that was just a little random thing. I just thought about, you know, the words always and never probably shouldn't be used a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. But something we also wanted to touch on was like body language. And this is something that I think Mama even kind of addressed in our previous episode. One of our like fun questions was she wanted to teach ethics and like social skills in schools or whatever. (laughs) uh, Because that's like a skill that people are losing because everything is so digital now. Mm -hmm. Um, Like even like doing... You know, interviews over FaceTime or something like you don't have to think about things over a FaceTime interview mm-hmm. that you do in an in-person interview any, anymore. Yeah. Um, so like, let's talk about like just simple little tips that you can do when you're face to face with people in a conversation, body language, facial, you know, stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it, it's, that's even kind of gotten weird because you got the no, don't touch me people now. And <laughs> Yeah, so um, I don't mean to laugh. I know, I know. I'm a hugger. (laughs) Everything is so difficult now. It really is. And I just feel like saying, would Would you all just chill out? You know, and. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, body <laughs> language. Um, and you know, you know me, I'm going to talk within the the context of your church type things. Mm-hmm. and But you know, you have a women's Bible study. Mm-hmm. You got a group of women in there. And it, it has shocked me that I've had to teach about, okay, so when we have some women walk in, you just sitting at the table and saying nothing to anyone um, is not good communication. Yeah. And so, okay. So when you see someone come in, even if they're not, you know, the first time in, like say hello to them, mm-hmm. um, you say, Hey, come sit with me. Um, have an open stance about you. I, I'll just, if pet peeves is when I walk into a auditorium of any kind of church scenario and I see someone that has walked in and they just plant themselves, And no communication with them. I'll tell you what, it's, this ain't very Jesus-y, but I feel like just walking in and say, get up and start talking to people. (laughs) I feel like you're speaking to me, Deanna. (laughs) (laughs) No, that is never you. I don't know if I've ever seen you just sit in 20 minutes before the service. No, 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 no. Or after. And it's it's just like, you know, we're here for bigger reasons than you just coming and sitting and getting the thing done that you've come for. And so I'm like, have an open stance about you. Yeah. I get it. You're introverted. You're this, you're that. Okay. But that goes everything against what the New Testament epistles tell us to be with people. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Be kind, compassionate, loving. And that means you have to take steps towards people. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, body is definitely, and, um, you know, try to control, like, I can't do a lot of eye rolling at church. <laughs> um, Man, I want to, like, every once in a while, I'll, I'll like, have Eric or, or, you know, like, someone look right at me, and I'll roll my eyes. And I'm like, I just wanted you to do that. I roll my eyes. <laughs> um, I've got to be careful with that stuff. Yeah. And so, and then just self-awareness. Like, yeah. I think one of the things, too, is be self-aware when someone can't be in a big conversation with you. Um, like, you know, like I don't think, um, Sunday morning church is the time to start big conversations with people. It it, it is not the time. Like, don't come up to me between the two right after, Hey, can I talk to you about this very heavy subject? And what I feel like saying is no, not right now, Yeah, but that is, that's perceived as, Mean, but I'm like, hey, contact me in the week. Yes. So I think just some people's self-awareness, I wish there was just some more self-awareness about things.
1: Yeah, I think that it's like, it's probably a teaching opportunity, you know, like to just maybe explain like what is appropriate and what's inappropriate or maybe not as effective. You know, like if, if you've got some like marriage issues that are like, you know, like, I don't know, deep seated things like you're going to want more than six minutes to discuss like it's it's going to take you that long just to introduce yourself or and introduce the problem you know and so
0: and a lot of times just sorry to interrupt I think a lot of the times in those situations unfortunately I don't want I'm not gonna say always (laughs) but I think when people come in in those little in-between moments and the six minutes of they're wanting just to, to get it off of themselves and onto someone else because they yeah. want someone else to carry it for them or with them. Mm-hmm. And a, they don't really want the advice or the counsel. Yeah, they, they just, just know we only have better. so much time for me to unload all of my junk on you. Yeah. Oh, but service is starting. Okay. Without having to actually get like truth to spoken actually, to me or like solutions. Yeah. yeah. yeah that brought. could
2: that could but be for, one of the scenarios. I'm not going to say always, right. but like yeah. keep yeah. in
0: mind in six minute between services, like you're saying, you're not getting any counsel. Yes.
1: Time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's
0: not always appropriate.
1: Yeah. So if you are doing that, <laughs> um, you know, just pick a better pick a better time, you know, um I mean, I know at our church we we make all of our contact information pretty readily available, yeah. like yeah. emails and phone numbers and everything else, you know, like um if it really I don't know. And I, I get it. Like sometimes you do just have to, you just have to unload you or offload or whatever, but just know when it's appropriate. Like yeah. pick a time that it's appropriate, you know, like ask or simply ask, to coffee or yeah. yeah. What is a right? good time
0: where we can yeah. talk yeah. about this. Yeah. Do you
1: Do you have five minutes right now? You know, like, uh, you know yeah. like is it, is is it in most, reality
2: five minutes is never five minutes yeah it's yeah.
1: not yeah. well and that's the thing too you know and even at like social social events and other things and stuff like you know like read read the room yeah. read the environment yeah. like is this the right environment to bring up um that like you're really struggling with your kids and this parenting issue or you know what I mean like if you're at a social event and it's lighthearted, or you know what I mean like just pick a pick a different time well then there's the
2: opposite of that where in in some church cultures and and even just like socially hi how you doing oh good great yeah good fine okay and then it's over yeah well that's about as worthless too. Yes. So this goes back to, I love what John Maxwell taught me years and years and years ago. How do I add value to a person? Yeah. If I have a 30 second moment or mm-hmm. a three hour moment. Yeah. And in that 30 second moment, hi, how are you? And not even waiting for the answer. Or, her, or I've done the thing where I answer back and they never even they asked. They didn't even ask yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've done that so which many is, times. Which is probably the thing too. that happens with me. They're never, you know, never going to ask.
2: <laughs> yeah, and so, but it's just like, I try to at least have some awareness. And it's hard. You can't have awareness around But maybe I did see on Facebook that family came and visited. Mm. And I'll just try to be like, hey, did you have a good time with your family this week? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents were, how long were they there for? Okay, gotta go. Service is fixing to start. Yeah, or you know that it doesn't get bogged down. Like, and because that's not the time. I'm like, oh yeah, it just really like it was a catastrophe. And yeah. oh, this thing's like, oh okay. Well, if you need to talk about that sometime, you know, just let me know. <laughs> yeah. But um, but showing a little more interest. Yeah. Rather than just the hi, how are you, blah blah blah. Yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. So you know. And that takes work. Yeah. And this is where I do think social media is, is a good tool yeah. for this. You know, I can just do a little bit of scrolling with some people in my sphere, or if I know I'm going to be around them. Mm. So Jeff and I do this thing whenever we're going to go into a setting, we kind of have a little like, um, you know, what do you call it when you go over things before you have a meeting, you like know, a prep, session yeah, like or... a prep session and like, okay, what's, what's the, and where's, the, where are they at right now? And what are their kids doing? And I'll get on Facebook. And I, okay, okay, this is such. And we'll try to figure out some of those things so we can add value to the people okay. we're going to be around. Perfect dang segue. First of all, do y'all, hear,
1: okay, if you do go to our church, do you hear how intentional that? Our leaders are like our pastors are with us. Like, they literally, Deanna just shared that she does prep sessions and like gets to know our (laughs) family before she comes and hangs out with us, y'all. Like, first of all, I don't know. I, that's where I went. That's where my brain went is that, like, okay, that is an intentional leader. That is someone who is shepherding their people. That is someone who is literally being like, intentional with those that God has placed underneath them. I don't know. I just felt like that was like a perfect,
2: pretty perfect. Well, thing, it also like, keeps like, you from like sticking your foot in your mouth a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, a couple of things, that's true. a couple of things I wanted to add before we move into leadership was just simple, like tips for like facial expressions, body language. Cause some people literally don't know to think about this. When you're standing in a group with someone and a new person walks up, don't, continue with your body to cut them out of the circle. Open Open your shoulders, open the leg, open your stance and bring that person with your body language into the conversation. It is so hard for that person who's trying maybe to initiate to be part of a conversation for you to just continue to close them out of the circle. That's a simple tip. Or like when I go into the bathroom on Sunday mornings, right before I have to be on stage for Mm -hmm. service to start, I always try when I walk in the door, there's always two to three women in there. Mm-hmm. I always want to make eye contact with them, with mm-hmm. even if it's in the mirror while they're putting their lipstick on. Yeah. Be like, hey, good morning. How are you? Or I like to just yeah, touch yeah. on like, I love that dress or like... Yeah. Uh nick compliment them on something and I mean it, but yeah. like just have a little moment of adding value to that person, even yeah. if it's 30 seconds in the bathroom. Yeah. Don't be that person that walks into the bathroom and there's three people, someone's washing their hands, someone's Well, standing. it's called
2: elevator mode.
0: Right. Yeah. Where <laughs> you don't acknowledge the other people literally in the same little spaces. Yeah. Like it should not be quiet. Just say like, quickly acknowledge them. Yeah. Um and then your facial expressions. If you have a scowl on your face. If you're not making eye contact, no one's going to want to talk to you. (laughs) Look at people in the eye when they're trying to make effort or when you're trying to make effort, look at people in the eye. Don't have your phone out and be texting on the side and looking up and down at your phone while you're also trying to talk to people. That is a, I'm not getting your full present, you know, Mm. this moment with you. I've had that happen to me before.
1: I have literally like sat in a conversation with a gentleman who literally was on his phone the entire time texting or like scrolling even. And I'm like literally trying to sit there and like talk about like, like actual information that's like Mm -hmm. important and pertinent and everything. Yeah. uh, uh,
2: It's like, it's one of the most like, well, that's why why I refuse to get an Apple watch. (laughs) I know you're because, um, I I can hardly stand trying to have a conversation with a person with an Apple Watch. Yeah, because I don't know what to do when they constantly yeah Check take it. their gaze away. Yeah, and it makes me feel like I'm the person that's doing something it's wrong. Like we're when interrupting. That's, You're interrupting. Yes. When, when yeah. When in reality, I just gave. I just said I'd give you like an hour or two of my time, and yeah, now you're right. making me feel so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I I I've try to be put, gracious with that. I've started putting like if i'm in
1: a deeper conversation or if i see that like we've just entered into a deeper conversation i will say like hold on one second let me just put this on do not disturb yeah and like and so i'll do that and that way they know too like what i'm scrolling on my phone for you know and that way yeah yeah Yeah.
0: that's and then we did just want to point out like you know digitally communicating with between generations can be Sometimes there's miscommunication. Yeah, talk about
2: that okay thing that I had no so clue. So I of. brought
0: up an example and again I'm twenty seven. We have someone in their fifties and we have someone in their Are you in your thirties? Thirties. Thirties. That's what I thought. 30s. What did you think I was? No, I thought thirties. <laughs> I just didn't know where on the scale of thirties. So I didn't want to. I assume. feel about fifty. Perfect. <laughs> Oh, we got 250s i'm just kidding <laughs> we've got a 30 50 and 20s um and i told them i said there's a big difference to my generation and this is texting emailing um you know anything that's digitally playing out posting um, there's a big difference in my generation when someone texts the word, okay, that can be sent three different ways. And in my generation taken three different ways. So if you spell out, okay, all four letters, okay, a Y, or if you spell out just O and K two letters, or if you just say one letter K, <laughs> I know everyone in my generation is thinking, oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Is, is like a safe. They just meant. Okay. We're good. Like okay
2: ay or okay. Okay ay. Okay. All,
0: all four letters, no um punctuation, just okay ay. That's they've acknowledged my previous text. We're on good terms. We can move on. If they send just two letters, okay, that's like hmm. They couldn't take the time to put the A and the Y on there. Interesting. <laughs> um I'll revisit that later. We're probably fine, but that was, you know, a little short. Mm-hmm. If they just put the letter K, it is we're in bad terms they're they're mad at me what's going on i need to read all the other text messages they're upset you know they're purposely trying to make it obvious they're not good like with our conversations, see, this well, is and so I confusing. was clueless. I
2: was clueless about this. I
1: know marm. because I feel yeah. like I feel like then they're shortening everything else. Like FR yeah. means for real, right? Like yeah. I know. RN means right now.
2: So like, why can't we just we're inconsistent? <laughs>
0: we're inconsistent yeah. with our expectations. Well, and the
2: thing is, it changes constantly. Yes, yeah. it changes constantly. So what? What I think overall, what you want to do is give a lot of grace. Yes. And benefit of the doubt. Because if I throw the letter K out at you, that may mean I just had one quick second. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, and you were important enough to answer. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, just, you know, don't expect immediate responses from yes. people. Um, but yet if someone does send you something, don't let them go three weeks. If you're like, hey, you want to go out to lunch And I, I'll put that on my schedule because I've thrown out that time. I mark that time. Mm -hmm. And then that person like three weeks later is like, oh yeah, um, sorry about that. And I'm like, the window
0: of opportunity has closed. The window of opportunity has
2: closed, (laughs) but I had to like make up for that time. Yes. Right. And so, okay. So grace Benefit yeah. of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so another thing I noticed with texting, too, is if you send one, two, and three separate texts at the same time, it's a
0: good chance that they have not seen the
2: first one.
0: Huh. I struggle with this with my husband, and he listens to this, so don't take this as an attack, honey. <laughs> but we, I kind of just always know I have to, especially if they're longer than like one line, if it's like two to three lines per text and I sent more than one, I, I've i kind of told him, can you just give a thumbs up little icon on uh, yeah, all of them just to let me know you've at least read them because we were getting to where... I was figuring out he was he was only reading the the, last the most one. recent yeah mm. and to his credit he would say I didn't even see on my phone screen depending on length that there was right. one above right so sure. which can happen yes but it, I just ask can you please just give me a a, a little thumbs up icon or yeah. a heart icon on all the things that you have read that yeah. way I know you acknowledge them yeah
2: sometimes I'll just put also, comma, and mm-hmm. so also should kind of lay, lead that person to think there was that something before there was one right before it yeah, as yeah, well. Okay. And so I think this digital communication has really brought the struggle of communication to a whole new level. You because, would think that it wouldn't, you'd oh, think that it no, would no, have no, like no. the opposite. You because know, when like... I hear, I have dealt with so many women and they'll bring in their phones to the, this, the time we're talking to each other. Yeah and how they will read a text from someone and then how they will read back the text they did. (laughs) Oh, I do this. I'm guilty of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, if you just change the tone, and the thing is, we can't assume tone. Mm -hmm. Either way, we can't assume it was sweet and we Mm -hmm. can't assume it was mean. Yeah. So there's so much. So one of the tips I would just say is when you, we we were supposed to like share one personal communication tip is as much as possible, do face-to-face conversation. Mm, Yeah, that's good. I will not have a heavy discussion an argument or deal with the problem via text or email. So don't ask me to do it. Don't expect me to do it. We will duke this thing out eye to eye. Yep. So we can see and hear tone. We can see facial expressions. Yeah. And um, yeah, because I, I was infamous for typing out, you know, in a text to Jeff right after he'd leave for work, (laughs) my feelings on everything, you know? (laughs) Um, And now I just don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So benefit of the doubt and do face to face as much as possible.
1: Yeah. In a, in a business setting, I deal with uh, disgruntled clients quite often, and I have pretty much made it a rule I don't know. I'm led to that verse. that says a gentle answer turns away wrath. Yeah. And so if I get this, I mean, I've gotten some things like big, long email about, I mean, we take kids pictures. Like we're not doing brain surgery. Like we're, you know, but so, but however, some people can get really irate. I usually the, in the system, they have to enter in their information. So I always have access to their phone number. I call them. Yeah. I call yeah. them and I have the conversation with them. And nine times out of 10, actually, yes. I don't know if I have yet to have not calmed anybody down.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah. just
1: because it, it just makes a difference when they can mm-hmm. hear a human on the other end receiving their complaint.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah. and I
1: just, and I come from a place of, you know, I'm patient and I'm just, I understand, like, I, I know that there was a big issue. Like, I'm sorry, we meant no offense, you know, but let me just kind of explain the process mm-hmm. of what we do. And, you know, like we really do. So anyways, and almost... I mean, really, I don't know that I've ever had like anybody like rage hang up on me, or, you know, or like. <laughs> <My head>. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the business world, we'll say that. I mean, I've definitely had people <laughs> hang up on me. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did want. It was mentioned um, in our previous episode, but we did want to mention the John Maxwell resource on communication. Yes. Uh, it's called "Everyone Communicates, Few Connect." Um, I will have that in the show notes below for you guys as well to check out. That's a book, correct? yeah yeah Yeah, so you very easy to read yeah it's a good book very practical literal tips you can implement right away and communicating with other people yeah like in big big groups or large groups so yeah definitely check out the john maxwell resource listed because that's it's really easy to implement into your into your uh patterns we are going to wrap it up there for this episode but before we do that you know the drill we are going to do our fun cup question which Cup. Do need, we, do, like, we need a jingle. Some little a jingle, jingle <laughs> that plays every time. Um, her question today is: How many pillows do you sleep with? Three. Three. Give the breakdown, mother. Three. I have a specific pillow that I have to use for my head and neck, and I've
2: used it for years. And when it's died back it... to the neck thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. And um, and then I have to put one behind my back. And, um, cause I sleep on my right side mostly because uh-huh. of neck things. And then I put a thin one between my knees. Now I know there's ones you can buy out there, yeah. but they seem to be a little stiff. They are. Stiff. And so as Jeff says, I am a puzzle putting myself together <laughs> when, <laughs> when I to sleep, sleep each night. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's
1: funny. Yeah. You I'm art? three. I'm three, but. Okay, so I do have a very specific pillow for my for my head and neck because that's a new thing. Mark has called every one of my ailments because he's six years older than me and so he's like, yeah, <laughs> yes. just wait. Yes. And so now yes. I like sleep with a specific pillow which two years ago I did not. Yeah. So he called that. But anyways, um, so I have a specific pillow that we take on every vacation too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have a leg pillow. I'm not super specific on the leg pillow. It's just a pillow that goes between my legs. Mm-hmm. And then I also have an arm pillow because if I don't use an arm pillow, I will wake up and my arm will be completely asleep. Like something about like just flapping up against my body, like cuts off the circulation. So yeah, I know. So that's that.
0: All right, three and three. Well, mine technically is only one. So I win. <gasps> oh, I, I know. Went. I am oh, shocked at right a now. moment in <laughs> Iron <laughs> Women history. First time ever. Did you hear that, brother? <laughs> yeah. My brother, as I'm listening to the episodes, he's catching up. And- he texted our family group in a, a, yesterday and he was like, he was like, he calls me sissy. And he was like, sissy on every fun cup question. The question says, choose one blankety blank. And sissy says, well, I have two <laughs> on every question, but this time I only have one. I sleep with one pillow. But I do have to have a certain kind of pillow. Me and my husband have very different opinions on pillows. I <laughs> want the very rectangular pillow that is is not memory hard foam. and stiff, but is memory foam. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it has the cooling memory foam. But I want it to not just sink down. I don't want fluffy. Okay, my just husband, we thought tonight, she was going <laughs> like
1: to simple Listen, pillow.
0: <laughs> my husband has to have what I call a lumpy pillow. Which has, like, he wants to be able to fold it in half. Mm, he yeah. wants to have the lumps yeah. in it, yeah. and I want it to be just straight padding, no lumps. <laughs> Are you a back sleeper? No, I never sleep. He's a back sleeper. How I never sleep on like- my back. How do like, I'm your aside.
1: hips not hurt? Like, I'm 27. Between, oh I've never had a say, child. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Okay. My well, hips are in great just shape. Just wait, folks. Yeah. On, on, on season
0: 37, yeah. Erica's going to have yeah, six That's six about right. That's about right. Season 37. <laughs> but, and maybe I'll have grandchildren. By season 37. <laughs> no.
2: So I use one pillow, but
0: it has to be the specific kind. But I will say a little caveat. I've, in the last two months, had to add in a heating pad cuz i i get really cold because we're going to save why i get really cold for another fun cup question <laughs> coming up. Yeah. But um i'm really cold at night and so i've learned to get a little heating pad that you put in the microwave for, you know, whatever time and then it just keeps you warm and i put that in between my legs. Yeah. But it's not a pillow. It's just like a little it's about a foot long and yeah. it's like squishy, yeah. but it has little beads in it. And I yeah. put that between my legs because it keeps me warm. Oh, okay. So I have like okay. one and a half, one but and it's and not half. a pillow.
2: Can I mention just because I want to talk about myself some more. Um, <laughs> I have a little blanket thing I do, though, too.
0: Oh, like, blanket. yeah. And so, OK, so when
2: I travel anywhere, I don't like to pull up around my face Other people's blankets. Yeah, you did bring a blanket with you. Yes. So I travel with some type of blanket Uh so that I can put it up because I like to have it around my neck and face, and I can't stand the thought of someone else's blanket around my face. And so at home right now, I use one that um, Mama Elizabeth gave to me I don't know how many years ago. It's got holes in it chewed from Harley. But the one I take with me, it's one Erica made for us with all my family on it and Harley. And so, yeah, so I have a blanket issue too.
0: She does have a blanket issue.
2: Well, I think you just gave me a blanket issue.
0: (laughs) She's giving me blanket issues because I now have to travel with my own blanket. <laughs> <Seriously>. Like, <laughs> we're <laughs> getting an Airbnb in a couple weeks. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Se- now, with hotels, I'm a little bit uh, not as picky about that because I know they bleach those things out the wazoo and I yeah. know they're the pretty comforter. clean. Yeah. Well, I don't touch the really the comforters. Comforters kind of freak me out in hotels because yeah. think about it, they don't wash those. I don't think.
1: Okay, yeah, now see, yeah, you've given
0: me a blanket issue. <laughs> I now have a blanket issue. And yeah. Airbnb <laughs> is someone's home. Like, I don't, I hope. You know, mm. they're cleaning them, but I don't assume. Mm-mm. So I'm like, Mamba, and I take my own blanket. Because I have to have the blanket touching my face to sleep. I've been like that since I was literally born. I have to have the yes, blanket touching the side of my, my yeah. You yeah, because I don't,
2: even like when you use Airbnbs <laughs> and they have blankets all over, I'm like thinking... Who was cuddled in this before I came here? I will not do it.
0: And did they wash it between guests? Probably not. Because
2: I don't know that all blankets get washed. I have a friend that owns Airbnb. I'm going to have to ask her because if there was some nappy person... Some nasty person that like didn't clean themselves. Well, I know you think about like I know, and oh, they goodness. all cuddled up in that blanket and watched TV. Like I think ain't cuddling about up it. in it. The
0: Airbnbs make like list on their requirements to leave for the cleaning person, like all the towels and all, all the sheets, the but they sheets. do not they list blankets.
2: Do the blanket? No, I don't know. They do not oh,
0: list blankets, dear. I heard it first here. I'm ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, we hope we ruined your next Airbnb experience as well. Be on the lookout for them blankets. Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Our next episode is going to be about um, leadership. So be on the lookout for that. And we will catch you on the next one. Hey, sisters. Thank you all so much for spending your time with us. We are excited and expectant for everything Jesus is going to do through these conversations. If you found this encouraging, insightful, or it brought you some moments of joy or laughter, go ahead and share this episode with your spiritual sisters to keep today's conversation going. Then come on back and hang out with us on the next episode of The Iron Women.